It's Next Stop Mississippi. I'm Sherita Brink here with Mary Margaret Miller from Visit Mississippi. Today, Ann Matten and Sandy Mago from Smith & Lens Gallery will tell us about the second annual Dolly Should in Bay St. Louis. We'll speak with Ricky Nations ahead of a huge Adora Welty-themed weekend in Clinton. Dennis Sankovich will tell us what's new at the MSU Riley Center in Meridian for 2017. And we'll look at the first two episodes of MPB's series, A Threat Through Time, as we celebrate Mississippi's bicentennial all year long. You can give us a call and tell us about any local events going on in your area. The number is 877-MPB-RING, 877-672-7464. You can also follow the conversation on Twitter. Search the hashtag NextStopMS. It's Next Stop Mississippi, and it's coming up after the news on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. And welcome back to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Sherita Brent here with Mary Margaret Miller from Visit Mississippi. Today, Anne Madden and Sandy Mango from Smith & Lens Gallery will tell us about the second annual Dolly Should in Bay St. Louis. This is a really cool event. It's the second installment, and hopefully uh, Dolly Park will actually participate someday. But we'll talk to them about why they were inspired to uh, come up with this festival and what's, uh, what's to be expected. Also, we'll speak with Ricky Nations ahead of a huge Jador Welty-themed weekend. Uh, Dennis Sankovich will tell us what's new with the MSU Riot. Center, a very special guest uh, that I love is going to be there Tuesday, so we're going to hear a little bit about that. Also, uh, we'll take a listen at a couple of the MPB series, A Threat Through Time, um, as we celebrate Mississippi's bicentennial all year long. You can give us a call and tell us about any local events going on in your area. The number is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. If you're on Twitter, you can follow the conversation. Just search the hashtag NextStopMPB. S. Good morning to you, Mayor Margaret. How are you? Good morning, Sharita. I'm great. Uh, it's great to see you this morning and excited about our show. I, yes. I'm a huge Dolly Parton fan, so mm-hmm. I love uh, uh, the idea of our of our first guest and the project they've got going down in Bay St. Louis. Absolutely. So what have you been up to in Mississippi? You've been doing some traveling this week? Yeah, you know me. I'm always on the road. I, last night, I uh, drove over to Carrollton, Mississippi. We had a Mississippi Bicentennial uh, Grant Makers meeting. It went really well. It was a, a great crowd. Learned about a lot of things going on in Carrollton. Most people are familiar with um, the pilgrimage days that uh, the town of Carrollton hosts every October, but they've got another event coming up um, in February, on February 4th, that's called Taste of Soup with an Art Exhibit. Mm. Uh, lots of really uh, good-sounding dishes are going into it, as well as all local artwork. So um, if you're interested in that, um, all of the proceeds go to the Friends of the Carrollton, North Carrollton Library, and you can get your tickets there. Um, but I have to tell you about uh, something that happened on the way to Carrollton. Okay, good or bad? Oh, it was great. Oh, awesome. It may have been one of the best things that's ever happened. Uh, my my friend, Dr. Stuart Rockoff with the Mississippi Humanities Council, who's managing our Mississippi Bicentennial Grants Program, he and I were on the road, and we decided we were going to eat before we you know, did our big meeting. So we stopped in Winona, um, mm-hmm. Montgomery County, a county we don't talk enough about on Next That's where Stop. our 
always gets speeding tickets. That's that's how I know where that is. Yeah. Well, um, sl- yes. Yeah, so slow down on your way to uh, the tracks. This great little restaurant in downtown Winona. It's in the historic depot in downtown, literally on the tracks. Um, but a wonderful diner, um, uh, cafe. They serve a dinner menu on the weekends, Thursday through Saturday. So you can get a steak, a, a pork chop, a sh- shrimp and fish and mm. you name it. Um, but I had, I tried to be good and I had a salad and I'm telling <laughs> you, it was, it was amazing. It's called the Frank salad and it's uh, like broccoli salad, green salad, chicken salad, pasta salad, you know, all mm-hmm. the good stuff, all those good Southern salads. But I, I'm about to tell you something and these are really strong words. Okay. But, Sherita, I think I had the best comeback dressing I've ever had in my life. In life? At the tracks. Wow. That's it saying a lot. It was that good. Very, it had a great amount of spice to it. It was okay. just the right consistency. I mean, it was amazing. That's interesting that so, that's what stood out to you. That's because what you think stood comeback, out. it's kind of in the background. You don't think about it being just an amazing item, but, you know, you're vouching for it. So, Well, I honestly didn't expect to see it that far north. You know, comeback uh, dressing is really uh, something you find a lot in Jackson and maybe south of here, um, but there it was in Winona at the tracks. And um, I'm just telling our listeners now, if you don't have dinner plans and you live in that part of the state, um, I really, you can't go wrong. Reasonably priced and a wonderful staff there. I just can't say enough good things about it. Well, that's awesome. So now I have something else to do in Winona other than get speeding tickets. So <laughs> that's right. That's just really get cool. off the <laughs> off the main highway and into downtown, which is very charming. A lot of beautiful architecture there and really nice folks. Well, uh, since we're talking about restaurants, um, we, we can mention Darwell's Cafe um, in, in Long Beach. They landed a spot on Forbes's 10 Best Restaurants of 2016. Amazing. Like, this is a big deal. We're talking Forbes. They only <laughs> recognize the best of the best. Exactly. Uh, and I just uh, went to look at the menu and they have a lot of good things on the menu smoked pork with barbecue uh, some things that are probably specific to the area the gandy dancer i don't know what that means uh you know they have grilled chicken grilled fish spicy shrimp new orleans style green beans so a lot of good things on the menu and uh, something else I, i figured out um something else i figured out is they have live music there on a regular basis and it looks really really intimate i mean it doesn't seem like the band is just off. Yeah, right. Yeah, it looks really fun. I think I know of Darwell's because of the atmosphere as much as anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, just got some info that I think they've opened another location in Pearl. So if you're not on the Gulf Coast, you can uh, check them out in this uh, area oh, here. that's great. Yeah. Um, oh, and one more thing before we get to our guest, uh, Dolly Should. I went to the Jackson Indie Music Icon Awards last night. At Tell Dooling me Hall. all about it. Uh, it was awesome. So they were recognizing and honoring some folks who have just been trailblazers in the city of Jackson and made a big Im- impact around the state. Jesse Thompson and Lee King, who uh, were the founders of Jackson Music Awards. Lillian Axe, uh, first rock band out of Jackson to receive national recognition. Wow. Our very own Malcolm White, um, owner of Howlin' Mouse, of course, founder of Jubilee Jam and St. Patty's Day Parade and a thousand other things you probably don't think about. And uh, Pat Brown, who's just, just a, a groundbreaking blues artist and is very involved in Blue Monday. Uh, so those people were honored last night at Dooling Hall, and it was just a really good vibe 
in Dooling Hall. I mean, the the honorees were getting up telling stories. You know, Lee King used to work with James Brown. Oh, sure. So he's able to tell those stories. And Malcolm just had, he captivated the whole room with uh, his stories. And so it was great. And the performers were awesome, too. Uh, Jackie Jackie, J-Rock, Los Brown, Mark Hughes, Rashad Smith, and a group uh, called Friends Fly South. They were amazing. I mean, I was out all night just listening to music. So um, that was really, really fun. And it's in in uh, collaboration with the Jackson Indie Music Week. The week is not over. There's still a couple of events left, and you can uh, look them up on Facebook. But this whole week has just been awesome for them. Well, I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah, we've got events with Jackson Indie Music Week going on through Sunday. Uh, lots to see and do. And, you know, I'm glad to hear that uh, these Jacksonians who've put so much energy and time into the music here and the talent here are getting recognized. Now, mm-hmm. Pat Brown is uh, such a modest person, but she has probably influenced more young blues singers, right. uh, female singers, than, than than is recognized. So that's great to know Pat got honored last night. Absolutely. Uh, well, now we're going to be joined on the phones by Sandy Mago and uh, Ann Matten. They are the founders of Smith Lens Gallery and of the Dolly Should uh, the Dolly Should Festival. It's really cool and uh, we're going to learn a little bit about it. Uh, good morning to you, Sandy and Ann. Thanks for being on today. Thank you for having us. So tell us a little bit about uh, what gave you the idea to start this Dolly Should. First of all, there's a um, uh, a sentence that needs to be finished. When you say Dolly Should, does this mean that Dolly should celebrate her birthday uh, with you guys at this festival? That's what we think. That's kind of the idea. Yeah, we think she should. So what what uh, what attracted you to Dolly Parton? I mean, you could pick anybody uh, to to model a festival after, but why Dolly Parton? Well, she's amazing and <laughs> lovable and lovely and generous and you know. We, we overuse the word iconic with her, but it fits. She's just super likable. And, and, you know, she appeals to a very big audience. Yeah, Dolly absolutely does. And she really does capture imagination with her kind of over-the-top style and her great fashion and, and that big personality, that big lovable personality. And that's what you guys are doing all weekend long is kind of taking that over-the-top Dolly um, essence and bringing it into all sorts of events there in downtown Bay St. Louis. Right. That's what we're doing. We have a look-alike contest, which is at our place, which is at Smith & Lens, which is great. We have, you know, just, I think last year we had over 50 contestants in it, and then everybody strolling down the street dressed in Dolly gear. It was just amazing. People people coming from other cities and other towns and even other states coming to see it and getting involved in everything. Our whole community is involved in it. So it's become quite a deal. So um, when when is Dolly's actual birthday? Uh, January nineteenth. Yeah. Okay. So has she heard about the festival? Has she responded at all? <laughs> she was. There was a Dolly sighting last year. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Dolly is on tour right now, so I would not be surprised if she made a special trip to join you in Bay St. Louis. Now We're that- completely counting on that. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Well, um, I will say that, you know, last year was your first year to kick off Dolly Should, and you had a great response. And for those of us who can't make it down to the coast this weekend to be with you, I highly encourage everyone to follow you on social media because the pictures of the event are just amazing. The makeup, the hair, the the clothes, all really exciting. And, and you, you're even offering a little um, window during the day where people can come and, and have their hair and makeup done for the Dolly weekend. Yes, that's right. 
We have a satellite beauty parlor on the patio. And they're really good. <laughs> really good. Hair and lashes. <laughs> well, wow. and, and that starts in uh, in the afternoon. Tell us a little bit more about this full day um, of, of just different programs and things folks can get involved in. A little something for everyone. Absolutely. It's totally family friendly. Um, so we have an all day hayride for the kids. Kind of goes almost all day. So that's big. The tractor's pulled around town. That's something for your children to do. And go ahead. I'll... The, oh, no, there's a, I'm looking at this list. There's a book drive at Magnolia Antique, who is our neighbor. We share the patio with them. Um, there is a pie bake-off on the first block. Those are due at four, and then they'll be judged. You can make wildflower crowns with the Arts Hancock County and Martha Whitney at the French Protégé. We have our... Bayrat's marching battery performing around town. There's a community mural project where everybody can pick up a paintbrush and contribute to this Dolly-themed mural on the side of Social Chair. Wow. Yeah, Sandy and I are are hosting a fine art, Dolly Parton-themed fine art show at Smith & Lens. It opens at 6. We'll have uh, Clear Branch Cloggers for Christ, and we have our very favorite drag queen, Arthur Severio, and um, and our lookalike contest kind of caps it all out. And there will be live music at the Mockingbird, the Starfish Cafe is having a special menu. Lots and lots and lots of great stuff. Uh, now before and there will be dollies everywhere. Of course. <laughs> uh, and before we let you guys go, I wanted to ask really quickly about Smith & Lens Gallery, uh, which you, you two operate. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about what's offered in that gallery and, and when people can visit it? Well, Sandy, you want to tell them? We are Smith and Lens. I'm a silversmith, so I'm Smith, and Anne's a photographer, so she's the lens of Smith and Lens. And mm. so we're, we own it. We're the resident artists, so our stuff is always here. But we have every month we have a new opening of an artist, and their work hangs all month long. So the final Friday of the month, we have a an opening with party, and we have a patio, and it's and it's an event. Everybody comes. The artists support the artists. The local community support the artists. And that show hangs for a month, and people come and see it. And then we have other artists that are here kind of on a regular basis as well. But it's a tiny, tiny, tiny gallery full of amazing things. It's amazing how much we can get into this gallery and on our patio. Well, it really is one of the most charming storefronts in downtown Bay St. Louis, in my personal opinion. And Thank now, Anne and Sandy, you're sisters, right? No. <laughs> I thought you were sisters. I thought I got a note no. about that. No, we're neighbors. Oh, okay. We're neighbors. That counts. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I was going to ask if this love for Dolly um, was something that had had started when you were young and kind of blossomed as you had grown into uh, into business owners and partners. And, you know, really, um, you know, we all know that she's charming as can be, but uh, just wanted to hear a little bit more about the, the Dolly in- inspiration. For, for me personally, I mean, my parents listened to her, and so I'm, I, you know, I grew up listening to Jolene and all that. I'm not, that's not my style of music now. Although I still listen to Jolene, it's probably my favorite song of all time. But as I got older, I was just amazed by her talent. And then I found out, not only can she play every instrument in the world, the songs that she's written, these major hits for other people that you don't even know about. I was bowled over by the fact of that, and. That and her giving back to her community are the things for me that that stand out the most about who she is, besides her looks, obviously. But what she's done for the area she came from, what she's given back, and there's just there's not much you can say better, you know, about a person than that. 
Absolutely. Well, remind us once again where all the uh, festivities are going to be, the Dolly Shift Festival. Where can people uh, go to, to engage in everything? Just come to the middle of Old Town Bay, St. Louis, and, I mean, follow the closest Dolly, and you will see everything you need to see. I mean, really, like, at the heart of this is kind of the corner of 2nd and Main. We are right off of there. Everything is sort of, like, right off of that little epicenter. But, um, yeah, there'll be lots and lots of opportunities to donate to the My People Fund. I mean, of all people, Bay St. Louis understands loss, like the wildflowers, like the wildfires, and we would love to, you know, get back. It means a lot. All right. Well, Sandy and Ann, thank you so much for joining us today. And hopefully Dolly will make an appearance. Yes. Hopefully. We'll keep an eye on you on Instagram and Facebook. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you guys for joining us today. Thanks for having me. All right. Uh, so we're going to take a quick break. You're going to yeah. attempt to sing this song? <laughs> this is one of the, I think, uh, covers of this song are really interesting. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have covered it. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we'll learn about uh, Eudora Welty Symposium in Clinton. You can give us a call. Let us know about any events going on in your part of town this weekend. 877-MPB-RING is the number. 877-672-7464 or email next stop at mpbonline.org. This is Think Radio. how you could easily take my man, but you don't know what he means to me, This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. And welcome back to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Sharita Brent in studio with Mary Margaret Miller from Visit Mississippi. And today we're talking about some things you can get involved in this weekend. If you are a Mississippian or coming into Mississippi, you can give us a call, 877-MPB-RING. If you want to let us know about any events going on in your area this weekend, we'd love to hear from you, 877-672-7464. Or you can email nextstop at mpbonline.org. We're going to be joined on the phones now by Ricky Nations. He's the president of the Arts Council of Clinton. And uh, he's going to talk with us about the Adora Welty Symposium. Good morning, Ricky. Thank you so much for being on today. Good morning. Uh, Ricky, could you start by telling us a little bit about the Arts Council of Clinton and uh, your mission and what you guys do? Yeah, the Arts Council's mission is to uh, enhance the um, art uh, abilities and events uh, throughout the community, uh, whether it be on a junior high, elementary, high school level, or with teachers who work with um, uh, adding the arts into their uh, curriculum as part of, um, you know, their everyday work with their students. Uh, we also try to uh, promote existing artists who, um, who um, have uh, things that they need to promote and uh, also try to um, uh, have an event like this every once in a while. Like we had Thacker last June, Thacker Mountain, uh, and then we'll have this and hopefully back them out again this year. So that's well, kind of our mission. And now, Ricky, you do have an interesting story about how this event really kind of came about. Tell us a little bit. Yeah, last June we had Thacker Mountain Radio that came to town, and uh, Marshall Ramsey and Claire Holly and Eddie Cotton Jr. were all uh, uh, part of the cast of Thacker. And I uh, did not get to talk to Claire Holly after uh, the show, so I called her about a week or two later, and I said, Claire, did everything go well? 
and she indicated it did. And so I said, look, I'm trying to put together a very similar show for 2017. Can you tell me somebody that would be somewhat similar to yourself? And she mentioned the name Caroline Herring. So I went on the computer, and I think I went on to YouTube, actually, and uh, looked up Caroline Herring and um, started listening to summer music. And about the third or fourth song, she said, and this next song is uh, was inspired by Udo Wealthy's short story, and she named off whatever story that was. So at that point, I stopped listening, and I called Claire back, and I said, Claire, is this an event? I mean, because I knew Claire Holly, Caroline Herring, and Kate Campbell had all been inspired by Udo Wealthy. And so we um, have come up with uh, the symposium this weekend on Wealthy, as well as the concert by Kate Campbell and Claire Holly. Well, and, and and I really love your connection of, of Welty with music. We talk a lot about Welty and 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 gardens, Welty and photography, Welty and of course the creative writing process. But this is this is a new angle for me to talk about Eudora Welty and and music and creativity. Yeah, and a couple of the uh, well, actually, all of our panelists on the symposium. We've got uh, Dr. Peggy Prinshaw, who is uh, Millsaps College humanities scholar in residence, and she's a retired chair at. Uh, Southern Studies at LSU. She's going to be one of our panelists, as well as Dr. Elizabeth Cruz from um, from Blue Mountain College, and Claire Holly and Kate Campbell, of course, that uh, I mentioned earlier, who will talk about how um, uh, Wealthy has inspired their songwriting, and you know some of it's Wealthy's life and how she conducted her life, and some others are writings, which is kind of interesting. And uh, Prinshaw and Cruz will talk about uh, Edoy's love of music and uh, and the arts. So it should be kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, is this your, you guys' first time covering Eudora Welty? Um, ha, have you even learned a lot uh, in preparing for this event? I have. Uh, it is our first time to uh, do a Welty event, so we're trying to get up to speed. Now, uh, the symposium part, this this discussion we're talking about, takes place on Saturday at 2.30 p.m., in Avon Hall there on the campus of um, of Mississippi College. But you've got kind of a more um, more of a concert that evening. Uh, let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah, and to me, an ideal day would be just this. We not only have the concert, but um, the Common Room Gallery at Acorn Studio, which is at uh, 406 Monroe Street in Clinton. It's about two blocks north of Avon Hall. So in an ideal world, on an ideal Saturday, which weather-wise I think we're going to have, uh, you'd walk out of Avon Hall and you would turn to the left and go up two blocks and there you'd be at Acorn Studio. And uh, they have 14 of Udall Welty's WPA photographs that she had, uh, that she made, and they were then provided to us by the Department of Archives and History. So you could go down there and look at Welty's photographs and then you could ease around the corner and got a bookstore there, Pentimento Books, and then come on down and uh, grab a bite to eat or a cup of coffee and ease on back to the concert six. So it's a, it's a nice little afternoon, early evening in Clinton if you'd want to and take in a lot of wealthy stuff. I love that. It, downtown Clinton is beautiful and you've got a lot of great assets there. Make a day of it. That's right. And, and Eudora Welty was such a multi-layered artist. I mean, it's, it's, it's just overwhelming when you really think about uh, the depth of her. Um, is this an event that you're trying to attract students to so they can also be inspired? Like, uh, who, who's your target audience? Well, I think in advertising this, it, looks, it appears that our target audience is kind of 35 plus, which is kind of interesting. Um, we are we do have some student tickets that we've sold that have been claimed, but... Um, 
And one of the things about one of our panelists, uh, Elizabeth Cruz, she is um, what what she self describes as uh, the generation of the new generation of wealthy scholars that never had a chance to meet or talk to you or wealthy. So I'm kind of interested to have her, you know, on the panel and to say this is why Udall Wealthy attracts me and this is why I find her interesting and what uh, makes me want to study her. So it, uh, but I think this will be a very interesting event for the um, for the students um, because it's going to be about an hour and 15 minutes to an hour and a half and it uh, will we'll have uh, a couple of presentations and then we'll have some discussion among the panelists and some question and answers. So it should be good. All right. Well, uh, tell us once more uh, when everything is going to be happening, uh, right. Ricky, and where. 2.30, the uh, the symposium will be at Avon Hall on the Mississippi College campus. If you come down College Street, Avon Hall is right on the corner of Jefferson and College Street. Uh, parking in behind there will be where the best place to park would be. Uh, like I said, you can ease on down uh, into Old Town Clinton, but come back at 6 o'clock because I think Kate Campbell and Claire Holly have a real treat of a concert that they're going to present that night. And not a whole lot of times that they perform together. So this is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, a lot of people nowadays say you just don't hear good music anymore. And I would challenge you to come to this concert because I think you will hear good music. And if you don't like it, come see me after the concert. And I'll give you your money back. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just, I just am that sold on it being a good thing. Uh, and tickets for can be claimed for the symposium for free by going to www dot arts council of clinton dot org and the same thing for the tickets with um with the concert they can be purchased at www.artscouncilofclinton.org and uh if you purchase them online use um, promo code TWO like the word two TWO four and that'll give you a five dollar savings on adult tickets and um two fifty savings on children. Very nice. Thank you for that. That's great. Hey, one more thing, Ricky. I heard you were a musician. Is that true? Oh, that's an absolute lie. <laughs> <laughs> I was just wondering if you were going to be sitting in at all this weekend uh, during the, no, the music. I'll be enjoying it, but you don't want me to sit in. So that's <laughs> they won't even let me sing in the church choir. So oh, man. <laughs> Everybody should be allowed to sing in the church choir. All right, Ricky, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. All right, thank you. All right. All right. Uh, I, I'm curious to, to know from our listeners, are you a fan of Eudora Welty's work? Uh, what, if anything, that she's done? What what has inspired you about her work? You can give us a call. Also, what's your favorite Dolly Parton song? You know, hey. since we're honoring folks today and uh, in the Dolly Parton spirit and Eudora Welty spirit, uh, give us a call. Let us know how you've been inspired by either Dolly Parton or Eudora Welty's work. Big difference, but, you know, <laughs> 877 MPB ring is the number. We'd also like to know what local events are going on in your part of Mississippi. What's going on in your part of town? You can call us at 877-672-7464 or email next stop at mpbonline.org. When we get back, we'll talk a little bit about our series, Threat Through Time, uh, during our state's bicentennial. This is Think Radio on MPB. Let the deer come at dusk from the woods behind the church. Let them nibble the cones off my grave. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. 
Welcome back to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Sharita Brent here with Mayor Margaret Miller from Visit Mississippi. And today we've been talking about some things that uh, you can do around the state, depending on what area you are in. And we'd love to hear from you today. Are there any local events going on in your area you'd like to share with us? We'd love to hear from you. The number is 877-MPB-RING if you want to join the conversation. I know Martin Luther King Day is coming up, so if there are any uh, events uh, surrounded by that day, you can give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. Uh, also, we uh, spoke with the uh, founders of Dolly Should, the Dolly Should Festival. She has a birthday coming up, and uh, they want her to celebrate the, her birthday with them. So they think Dolly should show up <laughs> and celebrate with them, which is really bold. It is. It's great. <laughs> it, I encourage everyone to follow the hashtag hashtag Dolly should this Mm -hmm. weekend. You really will um, see so many um, happy faces, amazing hair, wonderful makeup, lots of sparkle. Yes. Can't go wrong with some rhinestones. That's right. Uh, So if you have a a favorite Dolly Parton song, we wouldn't mind hearing from you. We'll have a little fun this morning. Uh, Also, the Eudora Welty Symposium is happening in Clinton this Saturday on the campus of Mississippi College. Uh, If you'd like to call and let us know in what way you've been inspired by Eudora Welty's work, you can give us a call. 877-672-7464. That's 877-MPB-RING. You can also send an email to nextstop at mpbonline.org. Uh, Mayor Margaret, you wanted to talk about an event? Yeah, I sure do. Um, Our friends over in Oxford are hosting a a great event starting next Sunday on January 22nd called Pop-Up Oxford. And on this show, we have had um, a a couple of special episodes where we have talked about, um, you know, the best rooftop bars in Mississippi. And we also talk a lot about great and unique lodging, wonderful hotels to check out. And uh, the first event they're doing comes up on that Sunday, January. 22nd, and it's called a hotel hop. So um, mm. you can go around to uh, uh, several different hotels in the Oxford area. They have special menus and special cocktails and really get to kind of see um, uh, all there is to offer, all of the wonderful amenities at these great, um, great venues. And uh, that's nice, you know, especially for those of us who, uh, you know, may live in the area, may not have a reason to spend the night in a hotel, but kind of want to check it out and explore. Yeah. And then I thought I, I might also mention that um, while we just talked to our friends over at Smith and Lens in Bay St. Louis, we failed to mention that tonight um, in Bay St. Louis at the Longfellow Civic Center, um, our good friend Mac McAnally is going to be performing. Um, that's tonight in Bay St. Louis at seven. I believe nice. tickets are still available. So, okay. um, you know, Mac, who often tours, uh, can often be found touring with the legendary Jimmy Buffett, will be there. Yeah. Uh, you know, doing a solo show. I believe uh, Matt Hogan. Hogat is going to be with him, but gosh, he is a wonderful songwriter and just a gem of a performer. I encourage everyone to to check him out. Wow, that sounds good. Um, and, you know, Mac McAnally is just a figure uh, in Mississippi that we will just honor and be proud of forever. Yeah, man. <laughs> you know, a, a lot of folks out there um, uh, are fans of the Allman Brothers. Now, Mac was not an Allman Brother. I'm not saying <laughs> that. But um, I did see him uh perform um the ballad of elizabeth reed it's a, a allman brothers song it's it's kind of like a guitar solo um and i believe y'all correct me if i'm wrong that it's originally performed with two guitars but mac nice. does it with one and it's pretty incredible yeah yeah well uh, i would definitely say that mac is a part of our uh, musical history here in mississippi and uh, mpb has a series it's called a thread through time and uh, it's a series of one minute documentaries where we are focusing on our bison 
bicentennial. This is Mississippi's bicentennial year. So each week there's going to be a different documentary um, published and produced uh, on MPB TV. You can see it on the Internet as well. Uh, and so we're going to talk about uh, some of the topics that have already been covered uh, on weeks. Week one's documentary, uh, we were celebrating the, the, the bicentennial and uh, it was a piece about diversity. Uh, so we're going to play that one and uh, just talk about it a little bit. Some may think of Mississippi only in terms of black and white, but Mississippians come from many different backgrounds. First were the Native Americans from the Choctaw, Chickasaw, and other tribes. Then came the Spanish and French, followed by settlers from England, Scotland, Ireland, and continental Europe. Africans first came to Mississippi as slaves, living lives of toil and suffering. Chinese and Italians later came to the Delta in large numbers. The Gulf Coast welcomed Eastern Europeans, Lebanese, and later Vietnamese and Cambodians. In central Mississippi, you'll find many from Latin America, India, and the Middle East. Every group brought with them their traditions, music, food, religion, and art, and each has helped create the diverse state we live in today. Each week during this bicentennial year, we'll bring you another thread in this rich tapestry. We call it Mississippi, a thread through time. All right, so I don't know if you recognize that voice. But. That was a familiar voice. <laughs> really well done. Absolutely. Um, and, and this is uh, put on the, the Internet. Each of the, the series, uh, the documentaries are going to be put on the Internet. And this one in particular got a lot of feedback. I mean, I had people text, texting me, thank you for saying something about the Lebanese. And uh, folks want to hear more about the diversity of Mississippi. Uh, so I think it's, it's very important that we do recognize that we do have a very diverse state and I mean, it is it is far beyond what some people outside the, the state may have certain perspectives of us, but we are a diverse and a very versatile state. Yeah, that that's the absolute truth. And, and you know, you really covered the gamut in that right. 60 second um, frame. But we do have just this great opportunity to really dig in and learn more about about the people that settled the different regions of the state when they came came here and why. And um, and there's still, uh, you know, I think a lot of opportunity to celebrate and explore um, these cultures today. You know, one of the best uh Spots to eat um, on the Gulf Coast uh, is a fusion of of French baking and Vietnamese foodways. So, mm, you know, there's yeah. just this great blending that we're seeing happening all the time throughout the state. And uh, and really love that piece, Rita. Uh, hats off to you, to John Gibson, Edie Green, and the team putting these together. Yeah, you know, and just doing some reading, uh, there was a, a piece published by the Clearing Ledger where they were saying that in Gulfport, since the storm, uh, the population of Asians and Mexicans uh, grew very much uh, in the area. And, in, and they said in some cases, they would not have been able to build the coast back up without the participation of so many different ethnicities. So uh, that's really good. And a lot of things talk about, you know, we're in the last 50 years that we've just grown tremendously in diversity and that they expect us to become more diverse. And I mean, I think diversity is good uh, because we can learn from other cultures and uh, eventually create some some racial tolerance, you know, because there's nothing worse than not being exposed to other cultures and ethnicities and then being ignorant and having prejudices for no reason. You exactly. Know? Because you because you haven't been um, yeah exposed to other things. And, and what do they say? You know, uh, variety is the spice of life. Well, I would say diversity is is right. Is is part of that um, zest in life. What what makes our, our worlds richer and, and our perspectives broader? 
Absolutely. And uh, the piece that's been released this week is uh, The Secession. So we're going to uh, play that one and uh, talk a little bit about it. This one is a, a little more controversial. You know, it ties into uh, the our state flag and there were some differences in opinion uh, about the, the meaning of the state flag. But anyway, this one talks about secession and is very informative. On January 9th, 1861, delegates to Mississippi's secession convention voted to sever all ties with the United States. The delegates tell us why in a declaration written to make their purpose clear. Our position is thoroughly identified with the institution of slavery, the greatest material interest of the world. Its labor supplies the product which constitutes by far the largest and most important portions of commerce. A blow at slavery is a blow at commerce and civilization. There was no choice left us but the disillusion of the Union. For the next four years, Mississippians would fight the bloodiest war in American history. By the end, Mississippi's cities and economy would lie in ruins. But Mississippi's slaves would be free. This has been Mississippi, a thread through time. All right. So that was the voice of Carrie Grayson Horn, and uh, she was heavily involved in the production. So the thing with this this series, uh, Mississippi Thread Through Time, is that there's no sugarcoating things. You know, we have some things in our history that are good and some that are not so good. And um, uh, hats off to, to the MPB team for wanting to tell the, the full story whether it's uncomfortable or or not, you know, it's genuine and it's honest. So this topic here is a, a little heavier, you know, uh, but there's a lot of balance uh, throughout these series. Yeah, yeah. I, and I do think that, um, that that's the only way to do it, right, is to tell mm-hmm. it in a straightforward way and allow dialogue and conversation, because that's really, I think, um, what is great about these these short pieces is you're airing them um, both through broadcast, radio and television, but also on social media. So what is that? That's an opportunity opportunity for a conversation. Right. And uh, here in 21st century Mississippi, that's what that's what uh, that's what our goal is, is some open dialogue. So um, excited to see what what's to come and, and how we can keep talking. Absolutely. So you can catch the uh, next installment of A Thread Through Time Sunday night at 6.59 p.m. on MPB TV. And if you miss it there, you can find it uh, and all previous episodes on our website on mpbonline.org. So these are going to go throughout the entire year, folks. So uh, they're one minute documentaries. It doesn't require a whole lot of attention. As you know, these days, our attention spans are short. We can't we can't (laughs) watch two hour documentaries anymore. So these are one minute documentaries. And uh, we'd love for you to to, uh, check those out throughout the year. All right. We're going to take a a quick break and when we get back uh, we're going to speak with uh, Dennis Sankovich who's going to talk with us about an event coming up at the MSU Riley Center we'd love to hear from you this mo- uh, this morning listeners let us know what events are going on in your area 877 MPB ring is the number let us know uh, what events or activities are happening in your part of town town you'd like to let other Mississippians know about 877-672-7464 is the number or email next stop at mpbonline.org we'll be back in just a moment. For the arts and music is MPB Music Radio. From classical to bluegrass and everything in between, MPB Music Radio has a sound for every ear. For information on where to find MPB Music Radio, visit mpbonline.org. 
This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. And welcome back to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Sharita Brent in studio with Mary Margaret Miller of Visit Mississippi. And today we've been talking about uh, various things that you can do across the state, uh, depending on where you are in the state. And we'd love to hear from you, listeners, if you want to let us know what is happening in your area. We know Martin Luther King Day is coming up. If there are any events uh, surrounding uh, that particular theme, you can give us a call. Um, or if you just want to let us know what's happening in your area this this weekend, give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464 or send an email to nextstop at mpbonline.org. And uh, Mayor Margaret, we were talking about the uh, Jackson Indie Music Week. Um, and so one thing that's coming up uh, is the Do the Knowledge Music Industry Panel. Uh, so Gerard Lee is the moderator. He's an educator and a hip hop enthusiast. Um, entertainment attorney Kamel King, uh, who was the son of Lee King, who was honored at the Icon Music Awards yesterday, right, is going right. to be on the panel. Uh, show promoter Caleb Rowe, DJ T. Lewis, and hip hop artist Big Sant are the panelists. So. I think this is a, a really good thing because a, a lot of times you have musicians um, who are talented, good musicians, but they don't necessarily have the business sense. Certainly. So that is one of the, the purposes of this Do the Knowledge panel, because they can talk about things like branding and imaging and marketing and even down to how to manage your social media. Uh, because as an artist, that's something you have to think about. Well, how do I want my brand to look to the public? So that's some of the things that are going to be talked about on this panel. That's great. And I know Kamel King is, is going to be there offering um, insight into how you really protect your work, how you protect your time and um, and your, your performances. He's going to get in the nuts and bolts of the legal side of what it means to be an artist and, and a performer. So, you know, a lot of great information there offered to the public and Similarly, I, I do want to give a quick plug for our Backstage Pass conference that's uh, upcoming January 26th and 27th in Vicksburg, historic Vicksburg. We're going to be there for two days offering professional development for event planners and festival coordinators from around the southeast. It's two days of, of panels on uh, on the basics like funding and how to vo- manage volunteers and, and work with vendors. But we're also um, kind of plowing into... Uh, this area of diversity and how mm-hmm. we um, we talk about uh, cultural tourism and how we develop civil rights tourism within our communities. There's big news out there today. I heard it on MPB this morning. Um, the Medgar Evers home has been named to the National Register of Historic yes. Places. I mean, I, you know, I want to clap, but I don't know, I know. how that would sound on air. <laughs> Let's so, just try it. It's wonderful. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so a lot of wonderful things happening. You know, there are big stories like Medgar Evers, but every community in Mississippi has a civil rights story. And and maybe we're a little timid sometimes to share those stories because they're not easy to talk about. So we'll have some panels and some experts there to help you um, get through those topics. And then again, we're going to have an artist roster symposium, uh, artist roster showcase, uh, a lot of good food, a lot of great networking. So again, go online today, Mississippi Main Street and register for Backstage Pass. Our I believe this is our eighth annual um, event coordinators workshop. 
Excellent. That's excellent. Um, well, we are joined on the phones now by Dennis Sankovich, who's going to tell us uh, about the MSU Riley Center and a huge event that's coming up on Tuesday. Dennis, good morning, and thank you so much for joining us today. Good morning. Glad to be there. Well, I have just seen pictures of the Riley Center and just kind of gotten taken aback. I mean, it is a beautiful theater. Uh, could you give us a little information on the theater? How long has it been open? Well, we uh, this is our 10-year anniversary this season, so this is wow. our anniversary season that we're presenting, and uh, we're really excited about uh, uh, this year and also reaching 10 years after uh, renovating and opening uh, the Grand Opera House and uh, Riley Center Complex. So it serves as a performing arts center, conference center. Uh, what else does it serve as? Well, we also are involved in actually today's a good day because we have the Kennedy Center here um, and and their people. We're part of uh, Any Given Child, and we're really working very hard in arts education. So uh, the Riley Center, uh, the education part of our name, really deals with being involved with our schools, uh, both county and city schools, and the surrounding area. And we're a partner with the Kennedy Center as well as uh, a any given child partner in uh, bringing some attention and impact to arts education in our area. Well, that's wonderful. You guys are definitely uh, leading, um, I think, in in that realm of arts education, and uh, and the Riley Center itself is just an incredible facility right there um, in the Queen City and in, in the middle of downtown. Right, right on the. Uh, right in the middle of downtown, and it, it also, it being a part of Mississippi State University um, and also being able to uh, uh, connect up with soon our downtown, we'll have another partner, which will be um, the Mississippi Arts and Entertainment Center, which will be opening uh, in, a, in a year or two. Well, and for our listeners who, who have not had the opportunity to experience the Rally uh, Center, the Performing Arts Center just yet, um, you know, you've got this great state-of-the-art facility for meetings and conferences, but the theater is really, I mean, to me, that's just the gem in the crown. Yeah, it's a very special space to, to see and hear a performance because, um, you know, this is this 1889 Grand Opera House uh, with uh, several lovers and all the artists that come in, they walk out on stage and just are blown away by the, you know, the the beauty of the, of the theater because it's a high Victorian, uh, very distinctive opera house. But it also has, uh, it was built at a time that acoustics and and uh, um, architectural, you know, uh, beauty was was really at its height. And so it has all of those features and all of those attributes. And after renovation, we've just enhanced it slightly to make it a wonderful place to see a performance. Yeah, I wanted you to touch a little bit more uh, on those renovations because uh, a place that grand probably has some serious upkeep. (laughs) So how often do you guys have to do renovations? We have to, we actually went back, we had to uh, renovate and um, we did a project this last summer with, uh, uh, we had to come through and totally fix all of our wood windows around the facility and paint and caulk and seal and everything those but uh other things that we do we continually work to touch up and uh to uh work on the facility as far as other things go i mean it is you know keeping up a wonderful jewel that's 10 years old um you know is an important process but we also work very hard to uh, make it viable for the future we've added uh 
high-tech, high-definition cameras, high-definition capabilities to our facilities so we can be relevant for uh, this uh, 21st century uh, experience for our patrons. Well, this Tuesday, one of my favorite jazz artists uh, is going to be there, Wynton Marcellus. Could you talk a little bit about that event? Uh, I went and looked at the seating chart, and it looks like it is going to be packed, uh, it's rightfully be a really so. Full show. We've got a few tickets left, but if if your listeners want to come and see Wynton Marsalis and the Lincoln Center Jazz Orchestra, but this will be Wynton's third time to come to Meridian. And uh, we're excited to have him. He w- he was part of our opening season, and we I wanted to make him a part of this season as our 10-year, as kind of a look back. And one of the th- comments that Wenton made in his first season when he was here, uh, he said to his sound man, can you believe this place? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, this is amazing. He was just really blown away by the look and the sound of the space. He kept taking microphones away from the orchestra because he loved the acoustics. Oh, wow. wow. That says That's a lot. That's cool. Yeah. Well, what other kinds of events are going to be coming up uh, in the Riley Center in the next few months? We've got, we've got some, some great events coming up. We've got uh, Daniel Tiger uh, for Families and Children, which is, in, uh, which is a public television uh, um, program. This is going to be Daniel Tiger live coming to Meridian. And we're excited about uh, about that experience. We also have um, um, at the end of our season, and this I say end, we we continually move around. But our next performance after Winton is going to be a fully staged production of uh, Agatha Christie's uh, production, Murder on the Nile, and uh, that's going to be a fun kind of uh, mystery play experience. So if you like theater, that's going to be a, a great play. And then. This week we're announcing our spring-summer season, so we're excited about that. We're going to have a lot of uh, shows. We're going to have ten more shows that we're going to announce that are going to be coming to the Riley Center, and it's going to be a wide variety of experiences for the general public. Excellent. Well, Dennis, thank you so much for joining us. And where can people go more to uh, go to find out more about the Riley Center and uh, things coming up there? We have a very interactive website, so if you're, if you're on your computer, go to msurileycenter.com. And uh, you can hear clips of, uh, see, uh, hear bits and pieces of artists' music. You can uh, watch full videos of the artists' pr- productions and links to their websites. And uh, as well, you can learn more about our renovation and the things that, uh, that make the Riley Center really neat. We've got a lot of photographs, a lot of things that you can experience before you come here. Dennis, thank you so much for being on today. We really appreciate it. Uh, That's going to wrap us up here on Next Stop Mississippi. Thanks to Java Chapman for being our board operator and producer, Sam Wells as well. Uh, Kevin Farrell is our call screener. Thank you, Mary Margaret, for being on. Thank you, Sharita. Stay tuned. Southern Remedy for Women is coming up next right here on MPB Think Radio.